Hello, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of English Nicro Radio. I'm very happy to be here. I'm Alexia and I'm here with Foster. Yes. Hey Alexia. Our favorite American. The only the one and only American that we have here. <laughs> Alexia. The point of this show at least in the beginning was for me to help you improve your English. Yes. So let's get directly to the point. Can you say the word episode? Episode. Yeah, I've noticed you you almost always omit the ep episode. It almost sounds like you're saying episode. So episode. What's it say it again? Episode. Now, how should I say it? There are three different syllables. Episode. So I don't say the the. No, what I'm trying to say is it sounds like you're saying episode, where I'm not hearing the i in the middle. Episode. 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 There we go. Episode. Closer. Episode. Episode. <laughs> Hello, sweet people. Welcome to another episode of English no Cruhaju. How are you doing, Alexia? I'm doing okay, to be honest. I'm not as sharp as I should be right now. That sounds pretty sharp to me. Um, just because I have I had physical therapy today. So it was awful. And then now my body feels extremely tired and my mind feels exhausted so so that's a wonderful time to record podcast <laughs> and i couldn't agree more <laughs> honestly i think that's part of the reason why we are recording an episode right now is because in Alexia, in your physical therapy Everyone realized that you were a podcaster and now the entire physical therapy clinic is listening to English no Kurohaju. Shut out, shut out. Como é que é? Shut out. Shout out. Shout out. Huh? Shout out. Shout out to Fisicamente. <laughs> que fica no Porto, no Capitólio. Alô, Zé, alô, Sara, alô, Mari. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Dani. Thank we, you so much. We are not doing free advertising on this show. <laughs> if fisicamente, se vocês querem pagar, pode, pode. Good people. Anyway, Alexia, sorry for the divergence. <laughs> so, I am traveling to the U.S. in like 10 days. And then you will be traveling to the U.S. in... A few weeks. A month, exactly. Exactly one month. Yes. To the day. Yeah. Okay. So you have a one month to prepare, to get ready. How do you feel? I feel good. I mean, last time that we were in the U.S., my best friend was with us. So it was a little bit different. Because I had like a Brazilian <laughs> next to me 24 hours per day. A lot of Portuguese. Yes, a lot of Portuguese. And to be honest, I felt that 
my English wasn't as good as as it should be during her staying, which is understandable. Yeah. Yeah. We were speaking Portuguese most of the time. I remember being exhausted from <laughs> speaking so much Portuguese. And normally when we when we travel to the US, we pretty much speak in English. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. And it takes me like nowadays it takes me five days to get into the flow. Um so I'm feeling good. I'm excited to go to the US. Me too. Me too. I'm excited to see our family and friends. It's going to be great. But what I really want to talk about is a phrase that you pretty much just said. You said you did not think your English was as good as it should be. How good do you think your English should be? Um, almost perfect. Almost perfect. You're setting your expectations quite high. Story of my life. Da -na -na -na. <laughs> um, so really what I want to talk about is fluency and what it means to be fluent in English or any foreign language. So when you say almost perfect, does that mean fluent? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I This is a thing that I keep asking myself, and I think that you do that as well when it comes to Portuguese. Um, what is fluency for you? You know, like, what's the level of fluency that you want to get? Yes. I ask myself some version of that question all of the time with my Brazilian Portuguese, and... I think this will require several episodes. We can do an entire series about fluency. But anyone that is learning a language or teaching a language, the most common and honestly at this point, like frustrating question that I always receive is like, how long did it take you to become fluent? Or are you fluent in Portuguese? And there's no good answer to that. They, there are frameworks. Like we have, I believe it's called the Common European Framework. What is a framework? A framework is, um, it's just like a, a way to see things in different perspectives and categorize things so they make sense. So, for example, I believe it is called the common European framework of fluency or something like that. And the way that they do it, they have A1, A2, B1, B2, C1, and C2. And we can dive deeper into each one of those categories, but long story short, a1 is complete beginner. C2 is almost indistinguishable from a native speaker. If you had to guess, where do you think you would fall on that spectrum? B. B2? 
I think that's correct. Yeah. Which, according to the European Union, would mean that you are, you are an intermediate speaker. Advanced intermediate. I worked too hard for that. That's I what, mean. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's my problem. This is my rant. My Jisabafu. I think everyone listening to this show, not everyone, we don't know. Most people listening to this show, they listen because they want their English to be as good as yours. I think 99% of our listeners would consider you an advanced speaker. I think that they don't want to have... Um, they don't, I mean, I think that what our audience wants is to have <laughs> the same kind of process that I had with my English. It doesn't mean that they want to have the same level of English because some people, they are high, um, much higher. Mm -hmm. um, but other people, they are just like in the beginning of the process. So I think that I would like for our audience, our listeners, our students to look at my process and get inspired by it. Yeah. That's it. And not like the level itself. Because maybe someone needs to be like only beginner just to get around. Or some people just, they will need like to be much, much more advanced than I am nowadays. Yeah. For example, if you, I don't know, are training to be a doctor in the U.S., no offense, Alexia, but... Your English probably, at least in the medical field, needs to be a little more advanced. A hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> Even in the culinary field. Like, I don't know what, what a rhubarb is. I still don't know what a rhubarb is. So. Yes. Last night, Alexia and I watched an episode of the great British baking show. Amazing. This is the first time I think we watched a full episode. We can record a podcast about that <laughs> one day. And they talked about rhubarb, which is some sort of root vegetable. Totally off topic. Hezumindu, Alexia. Just to summarize, it is my opinion, in my humble professional opinion, that... Fluency is, it's always a moving target. When people ask, like, how long did it take you to become fluent or do you speak fluently? What they're really asking, I think, is more a question of, like, what are your goals? That's the real question. Because there are so many different types of fluency. Like, there are areas of English where I would not consider myself fluent. If you ask me about physics, I literally don't speak that language. So, I think it would be really interesting for the next few episodes to explore this idea of fluency. And we can explore the different levels, the different types of fluency, and hopefully, by the end of this fluency series, 
our listeners and our students will have a very clear idea of what fluency means to them individually. I love that. Really? I, yes, I do love that. I think that I'm going to say it in Portuguese so everyone can understand what I'm saying. Pode falar. Um, eu acho que essa ideia de fluência e de perfeição e de que a gente tem que ser extremamente incrível em tudo que a gente faz é um problema muito geracional. É uma mentira também. É, mas mas eu, eu concordo com o fato de que a gente sempre pode melhorar cada vez mais em diferentes áreas das nossas vidas. Então, se o inglês é importante para você na parte profissional, é, pessoal ou os dois, ótimo, vamos construir isso. Mas eu não acho que a gente deva se apegar à ideia de eu preciso atingir a fluência para, então, conseguir viajar para os Estados Unidos, etc. Não. Você precisa atingir a fluência se você for um médico nos Estados Unidos. Sim, você vai precisar disso. Mas a, até que ponto, né? Ter sotaque é fluência? Não ter sotaque é fluência? É uma coisa que se discute muito. Pronúncia, que é uma coisa que a gente fala muito aqui, é importante para a fluência. É o que a gente mais quer, que todo mundo tenha pronúncia maravilhosa, etc. Mas até que ponto? Então, eu acho muito importante a gente ter essa discussão e apresentar isso para quem estiver ouvindo e quem estiver nesse, nessa trajetória do inglês. I think that was beautifully said, Alexia. Then, Now everything in English. <laughs> everything in English. Long story short, we are going to try to redefine fluency so it works for you. And... I think it's going to be really fun and really helpful. Yeah. Hopefully. I've yeah. I've been thinking about this for a long time. This was the first time I actually tried to articulate it. So probably did not make too much sense, but along the episodes, I think we will get there. We will. And I have faith on us. In us. In us. See, I need to get fluent, guys. I'm just kidding. Yeah, like okay. it's definitely not fluent <laughs> in English. Muito obrigado, gente. And as always, keep up the good fight. And lose well. Bye.